Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome to the podcast. We have what's called a hyphenate. Hyphenate is a person that does many, many things well. And this is actor, writer, comedian, uh, author of books, and also professor. This is Susan E. Isaacs. Welcome, Susan, to the podcast. Hello, hyphen. Hello. <laughs> yes, hyphen. Sometimes I can't even remember or hyphen it, uh, how to spell those. Thank, thank, in that case, thank goodness for spell check. That's for sure. So, oh, well, Siri, when I say, like if I'm dictating something to a student and I use a hyphen, Siri will replace it with a dash, but she'll replace it with the word dash. I'm oh, like, that, what are you a, doing, girl? That no. doesn't help at all. What? <laughs> That's right. It's what? almost like you have to reach through uh, to Siri and like shake her yeah. up and say, oh, yeah, stop. where did you go to school? That's right. That's right. Well, Apparently speaking nowhere. Of, that's right. Well, Susan is based in Southern California and mm-hmm. teaches uh, screenwriting uh, at my alma mater, uh, Dodge College of Film and Media Arts, a beautiful, beautiful building, 40 million dollar building with stages right next to the railroad tracks in Orange, California. And Orange, downtown Old Town Orange is, is Orange is an absolutely beautiful place. Uh, yeah. Shops, places to eat, the, the circle there and all that. And Chapman is a great film school in the top mm-hmm. top in the world. And uh, number four, last time I checked. Yeah, for yep, number four. For, for America, it climbed its way up there, uh, kicking and And can I just say sure. that it was like number five before I came and now it's number four. I'm just, I'm just I think putting you did that it. out there. I think, I think you're the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Once your name, once your name put on the roster uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in the website uh, as teaching screenwriting, everyone came to the conclusion, all the powers of <laughs> yeah. B. Hold up. We need to hop up from five to number four for Chapman's. Mm-hmm. There you go. And by the way, if, if anyone's going to get their film degree at Chapman, make sure mom and dad have a big, big checkbook because it is not it is not a cheap, uh, cheap school to, to go. to. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Now, uh, not the not the money part, but the but the screenwriting part. Now, the thing yeah. is, is that uh, Susan uh, has her screenwriting degree from the top school uh, in America and the world, and that's USC from the film school there. What was that like? And that is a hard school to get into. Well, I had gone to UCLA for my undergraduate uh, degree in film production, but I kept getting asked to be in other student films and then I'm like well my background was in performance and comedy anyway you know through high school and I had a great high school experience and we were uh, associated with the regional theater uh, South Coast Repertory anyway long story short I ended up like my very first audition was for family ties I'm like I'm gonna do this book the job and I was off to the races so for about five or six years I did a lot of tv film and commercials but I felt like I wasn't super satisfied. I'm always looking on the other side. Yes, this is good, but what else is out there? I've always kind of 
jump from one thing to another and always kind of kept reaching. So um, after a few years and realizing I was just doing a lot of commercials for Pampers or whatever, I kind of got stir crazy. And I had um, applied to the Groundlings. Or I started doing stand-up. Uh, and then I just didn't like being in dark bars with people saying, you know, you know, shouting for profanities at me. So right. I, I love, I still loved writing. So I went to the groundlings, went blitz through the school and got into the performing company. They have two tiers. There's the main company and the Sunday company. Can you explain to our audience that may not be familiar with the groundlings? Oh yes. With the groundlings. Who, who the groundlings. Are. Yes. The groundlings is a, famous improv and sketch comedy group similar to second city um a lot of people from saturday night live went on to be uh on uh started at the groundlings and went on to saturday night live and that should have been my clue not to leave but after doing i mean phil hartman lisa kudrow um uh anna gasteyer will ferrell um chris Catan, on and up uh, Kristen Wig. So I did, was in the uh, Sunday company on the farm team. And again, I got restless and I thought I'm going to apply to graduate school for screenwriting. I want to, I want to write more stories of more substance and do it for the Lord and all that kind of thing. And I left and then um, I got accepted into to USC's graduate screenwriting program. And then I think about six months after I left, a bunch of people from my company got onto SNL and I'm like, wait, I'm, yeah, I think I'm doing this wrong. Yes, your, your train, the train left the, the, train left the station. And I know, you, you I left on. the train. No, I left the, the station like <laughs> before the train ride. Yeah. And, and that's always been my thing. I've always been easily distracted, easily bored. I jump onto the next thing. I have kind of a, I did find out many, many years later, I do have kind of ADHD. So I'm like, mm -hmm. that explains so much. Um, so I got into USC um, and I had, a, I had a very bad kind of traumatic church experience at the time. And I really just took it badly, left the church, um, kind of messed my time up at USC because I was distracted and angry so i did okay um in in the school i think i started strong and i and i limped out of there just because of my own stuff but i did have that degree and i loved writing and i loved teaching so i would say i mean i graduated in 97 96 um and within three or four years i was asked to teach classes first it was with the act one program mm -hmm. Um, the Act One screenwriting program, I would come in and do uh, like a structure class or comedy class or dialogue class. And so I just love, I always love to write. Um, so that's how I was at U USC. And I, I actually went to New York based on um, a pilot idea I had written that a, a cable company was interested in developing, but they were only doing things out of New York. So I thought, I've spent my entire life in LA. So I'm just going to take the risk and feel like God's calling me to do this. And so I gave up my rent control department in L.A. and I, I moved to New York and developing the idea. And within a couple months, everyone from that cable company that was in the development program quit or jumped ship. So I was like, oh, boy. oh no. OK, bait and switch. Thanks a lot, God. But I decided to stay and, and thought, well, I'm here. 
um, I don't have that apartment to go back to. And I've had most of my life has been in, in Southern California. So let's see what New York has to offer. Right. How long were so, you in New York? I was in New York. I first went to visit for the summer in 1997. Mm -hmm. And then I, I moved in 1998 and I was there until 2003. Oh, that's a good, that's a nice chunk of time. Yeah, it was five years. It was yeah. five years. And then, you know, I was there for 9-11. That was insane. Ooh. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. I have a crazy experience. But my, my, the guy I was dating at the time was in the lobby of the, the Tower One when oh the first my. plane hit. Oh yeah, he, he, he had a very traumatic, very traumatic experience, as you can did, imagine. Did he understand what was going on above? or did, I'm not sure anybody did, really. Well, he was in the express elevator, and the, the attendant was waiting for the express elevator to fill up before they took it up. And he was already late. And um, when then there's the building shook, and somebody thought it was something else but if someone else thought it was a bomb right and he thought no it's something worse mm. and he ran out onto the esplanade and just he said the first thing he saw were just shoes everywhere oh my yeah oh and oh. then yeah airplane i think people who were in those those floors got knocked out of their shoes you know when the, the plane oh, came my. through my. And okay. then yeah. every other managed of carnage, you can imagine. I yeah. mean, it was really hard on him, oh, as you can imagine. Great conversation with Susan Isaacs. We'll be back in 32 seconds. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Now back to our conversation with Susan Isaacs. You can find Susan, uh, Susan Isaacs in a number of places, but the number one place for her, where her, she has a wonderful blog, and she writes uh, very frequently about issues that whatever it is she wants to talk about you know, that's happening in her life and happening in the world. You can find her at thesusan.com, just like the person's name, mm -hmm. Susan, thesusan.com. And you also can be found at IMDb, Internet Movie Database, imdb.com. Just type in Susan E. Isaacs. You'll find her there. I looked at your credits. Oh my goodness. Um, Scrooged, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Seinfeld, My Name is Earl, Parks and Recreation. Um, that's just a, a few of the credits that you have. That, that must have been fun to work on shows like mm -hmm. that. Was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, to be a part, I was just talking about this with one of my students who was like, hey, I was just going through Seinfeld and oh, there you are. I'm like, yep. Um, when Seinfeld came out, I wasn't so much of a, a TV watcher. I was more of just a film goer. Now, TV has become quite uh, just amazing and excellent in the last 10 years. It's really become, I think, in a way, eclipsed movies in some ways. But Everyone said, oh, it's a show about nothing. And I watched a little bit of Seinfeld and I thought he was kind of arch and sarcastic and he stood outside the show and commented on it. And so this is before I ever watched it. And I thought, no, 
But when um, I got cast, I quickly watched a lot of episodes and I thought, wow, this is so smart. And then being on the show, I remember Larry David and Jerry sitting in the booth that, you know, he and um, George and Jerry would always sit in and talking through the beats of the scene and how the jokes needed to work. And I thought, these guys are geniuses. Hmm. They are so smart about the craft of writing and how things work. And of course, you know, I mean, Julio was such a pro and Jason was, Jason came from New York theater. I mean, while it was on breaks, he was like gathering all the people, hey, let's sit down on the, par- on the picnic bench and chat. I mean, want to talk about theater. He was just, it was just really such a, a, a privilege and a, an honor to be on that. Very, very And I had, yeah. yeah. And I had a great experience on Parks and Recreation because I was, I became a recurring character of the, um, Martha Pawnee's finest realtor. Mm-hmm. And so I was on the show several times and it was just really, really fun. They were just always like, hey, like, come on, let's play. I mean, they, such an attitude of, hey, you're back and let's play. So And, and um, sitcoms, not so much episodic TV like Parks and Re- mm-hmm. Recreation where they, uh, you must have shot uh, most every day for Parks and Recreation, but with Seinfeld, you would uh, either have a Thursday or Friday, whatever it would be. You do a dress rehearsal. They would tape it, yeah. uh, record it, and then they do uh, the second show. And then they would take the best parts yeah. of both. And the day before, yeah. you would also block out the cameras. They, uh, yeah. they talked to actors and they said, uh, what, what do you like about sitcoms? Well, it's the closest thing to having a real life in that yeah. you go to work on Sunday or Monday and you're done by Thursday and you, you know, and you go three weeks and then we take a week off. You can go wherever you want. It lets the writers catch up with stuff. And then we go back. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like having a go to go to work day uh, kind yeah. of thing. Does it, did it feel like that to you? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the hardest thing about being a journeyman actor. You know, it's great if you're a series regular. I mean, that's right. amazing. Yeah. But when you're a journeyman actor, most of your job is going on auditions. And so when you actually book work and you're anywhere for longer than a day, it feels like, oh, my people, you know, um, the people on the sitcoms, I think, were just, you know, most of them were just so friendly. Like I was on the Drew Carey show and they're like, and I was walking into the studio and someone, someone was honking at me and I turned around and um, it's Drew Carey and his little Miata going, hey, you know, like, oh, you know, just saying hello. And they would yeah. like, we're going out to, you know, do pars afterwards, come or hey, we're going to Vegas next weekend, come. I mean, they're just so friendly and just it is it is the closest thing to having a work life where yeah. you go to and that's the hardest thing about the actor's life is that you don't have the regular um, if you're on a sitcom fabulous but um, if you're just a journeyman actor and you're always constantly going to work it's finding the sense of community that you belong in and that's mm-hmm. such an important thing to human life is having a sense of work family and a place that you belong you know you want to go where everybody knows your name right so that's why like the groundings of being in a theater company or something that if you aren't at the level where you're a series regular, you need to have some constant in your life where you're creating and working or, you know, you're, you're doing stuff and you have, you have a sense of community somewhere. There you go. Great time talking to Susan Isaacs, very creative and inspiring. And we hope that you'll join us on the next episode. Thanks. 
This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Craig.